Welcome to the Empowering Mentor Podcast. I am your host, Crystal Kelsey. If you are looking to empower your life, to take control, to become successful, happy, and healthy, you have come to the right place. Sit back and relax. You are in for a treat. Welcome back to the Empowering Mentor. <laughs> this is your host, Crystal Kelsey. And with me today is the most wonderful, fabulous, Nathy Gathy. Thank you so much for being here today. You know, you have... Thanks for having me, Crystal. You have been an actor. You've been into comedy. You've, you're a speaker. There's like so many rocks that you haven't left unturned and would you like to talk about what you have <laughs> that's funny I love that metaphor is this is just like like dragging myself along the path of life just turning over rocks right. going yeah what's under that rock and what's under that rock and that that kind of is a little bit of how it is kind of a good metaphor for the way I've lived my life because uh I remember a good mate of mine said to me one year when I just decided to sort of pivot and start a new career, you know, just as you do. And he said to me, you know, Nathie, you are the most unambitiously ambitious person I know. And it really took me, it really took me a while to kind of figure that out. I thought, is that a compliment? Is that a backhanded compliment? But I actually decided to take it on as as a really empowering thing. It just, and I took it to be that I've never had one particular direction. I've always kind of created goals off a feeling of what do I want to experience? What do I want to be feeling? Um, Not necessarily, you know, like what is that job title I want? You know, like I wanted to be, I wanted to be an actor. Mm ever since I was little but but you know did I want to be a movie star or did I want to be a state you know star it wasn't anything like that it was that I wanted to express myself and create performing arts Mm -hmm. for an audience I wanted to move an audience in the way that they felt Mm. no it's that it's that notion of you do something and the audience gets up and they leave the theatre or they leave the cinema or they walk away from the television and they're changed. They're changed by what you brought to the experience. And that was, that kind of thing was, 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 was hard to, was hard to define, but that's sort of how I've done everything that I've done in my life. It's like, what do I want to feel in this moment? Where do I want to be? So yeah, kind of, I guess, intuitive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So sort of just like going by your heart, heart and feelings. It's like, and do you find that you were guided mostly by like this, um, like a purpose driven life? Like you had a purpose? Yeah, look, that's a, that's a really good question. I, I, I think again, it might, you know, my purpose is, has always been to be, kind and to be happy and just just don't be a dick you know it's like I you know I I don't know is swearing allowed on your podcast yeah you're fine you're fine I'll put a nice okay great because I'm I'm a little bit of a what do you say in the states do you say I'm a little bit of a cusser it's fine we're all all grown-ups here (laughs) we're all grown-ups here yeah I just um yeah, so look, it's a, it's a good question. I don't think I ever had an overwhelming purpose. Again, it's I just wanted to, to, to feel and experience certain things. And that is why I think that life has kind of taken me in, in a variety of different directions over the years, but I always make a go of it yeah. because I go, because I'm, because I'm interested. It's like, well, I found myself here. Right. I'm just going to see what happens. And sometimes things work out and sometimes they don't. And that can be with careers and jobs. It can be with locations and countries. It can be with groups of friends and it can be with partners. Right. Yes. Uh, So, you know, it was like I've had two husbands. Uh, I'm now in a a relationship uh, 
a long a long-term relationship that I've been in for seven for seven years that was completely unexpected but you know it is that I I I wasn't uh I think you know I got married but I was never like till death do us part I don't tend to take those sorts of things very seriously I'm like no nah, no nah, I'll just run my own race thanks right. so yeah am I driven by purpose I'm driven by purpose not to be miserable yeah so whenever wow. I find myself being miserable right I do what I can and if I can't fix it I go you know what the lease is up on this I'm out and so whether it's uncomfortable to change things and move along I would rather do that than be fucking miserable because as my grandma said she said you're a long time looking at the lid yes and, you know oh, we've got one life yes. it's like why are you wasting it just you know yeah oh wow I really <laughs> think that is just absolutely amazing I can feel that I can feel that and I think that's something that like our listeners like definitely need to hear that like I think I feel like and I've been there I, I've taken and, and been like uncomfortable but I, like more comfortable being uncomfortable than to like actually make a change and like yeah. staying stuck, staying stuck in this place and settling. So oh. oh, it's like, yeah, just now even, the, it's thought, like even the, the thought of it makes me kind of wriggle under yeah, my skin. Yeah, like the oops, like he, what are they called? The heebie-jeebies or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. it does because like when you think back of like how often that you are like just settling or like putting yourself in these positions that you know, you know, that you just don't belong there. And yeah, so having to dig your, so I commend you really. Yeah, yeah thank you. I mean, it has, really it's meant that life gets kind of messy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what's the alternative? Right. You know, I've just always, uh, this notion of, I think also the notion of when you are miserable, for me, mm. it's meant, you know, whether it was job, relationship, whatever, it's meant that in some way, shape or form, I felt like I didn't have control. I didn't have agency over the choices that I was making. And so, you know, and this, I say this to my son, uh, you know, every time I'm so it's like, clean your room or else. Or that, right, right, right. He's like, well, you're not giving me a choice. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to be really clear here. You always have a choice. Right. You always have a choice, right. you know. And so you're either choosing to do, to do the thing or you're choosing to not do the thing. Right. That's still a choice. And with choice comes consequence. Exactly. And so... Whenever I've found myself miserable and stuck, I'm like, well, why am I choosing this? Right. Why? What, you know, help, help me understand. Why, why are you choosing this, Nathie? And, you know, and I've had answers for it. You know, I, 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 I left my 16-year-old, not 16, yeah, 16-year marriage when my son was about nine. But we'd separated several years before for six months. And our counsellor, psychologist, therapist at the time, she was just a staunch believer that children will, will flourish and, and it'll, it's, a, it's better for children to have two parents. <laughs> and at, the, at that time, I was like, I want this marriage to work. I want our family to work. I, I, so I was like, I knuckled down and we did the work. And five years later, I was like, right. I, we've we've done the work right. and we are both and now our son right. is miserable yeah we were all just fucking drowning in misery and that's when it was just like nah no nah, I'm not you know we all have a, we all have a right maybe a, like it's a birthright to be happy in in this life and I think I did a post on my Instagram last night with Mae West and mm -hmm. she's got this great quote she says um you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. Yes. <laughs> and I just love that. I just love that. I, I, I kind of think, yeah, I kind of think that that's my, that's what's driven me, Crystal. It's just like, I have choices you and you do. can choose to be miserable. Yes. You can choose to get off your ass and make a change and it will be uncomfortable, but at least you won't be miserable. Yes, exactly. Oh, that is like, it's so true. And I find that like, it took me a long time to realize that. 
And I found that like, even like not making a choice and me just like staying in that position. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Oh, you got a little fur baby. (laughs) They want to get involved in the conversation. I I think so. She's like, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And you know, one of the things, Crystal, and I'll just talk while you play with your fur baby. One of the things I reckon is that um, you don't always have to be miserable to be stuck. Right. Sometimes you're just comfortable. Right. You know, sometimes, some, sometimes you genuinely are comfortable, but you know that what's over there is, is actually going to get you a, a, a better result. And it's, it's really interesting. I think it's Tony Robbins who talks about the fact that most people, the majority of people don't move forward they're 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 less likely to move forward just by being sort of motivated by the pull rather than they'll move forward only when their back's against the wall and they've kind of got oh well shit I've got nowhere else to go so now I'm going to move forward exactly yeah and I mean it's like me with the gym it's like you you know it's just like look you know I know that I could get up and just do 15 minutes of stretching and opening up and mobilizing in the morning but really I'm more comfortable making a coffee and just sitting down and getting distracted by what I could be buying on Amazon. No, it's very true. It's very true. Because at the moment, that doesn't make me miserable. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the easy and comfortable thing to do. Whereas like, let's say if you woke up and like, what if you had, you know, an ailment that you needed to get fixed, like you would go and do it. And that's where like, they're back against the wall. Like we don't tend to do something until like there's evidence that we absolutely need to do it when like, why Why? couldn't we just be proactive? Why is that? Why is that? See, and there's this, um, have you heard of the um, internal versus the external locus of control? Mm, no, I, I re reframe it. So it's a psychological, it's a psychological model. They mm. say um, it, we all have um, an external locus of control or an internal locus of control. And what that means is if you have an internal locus of control, that means you are driven by things within yourself. You have, uh, you have aspirations, you have, you, um, you have desires, but they come from within you and that is what drives you to take action like my partner he's very internally driven he like sets himself a goal he says this is what I want to achieve um and I know or you know this is what I want to purchase so I'm gonna I'm gonna budget this and I'm gonna do do, do, you know blah, blah 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 and he just he has that internal drive me I have an external locus of control I'm driven by things outside of myself for example, if I want to lose weight or get in shape, it's easier for me to attach that to an event that is happening in the outside world. It's like I'm going to a girlfriend's 50th. I want to wear that dress. I want to fit into it. I want to look great because the photos are going to be taken. And that is an external event. So I am driven by an external locus of control. Right. And, um, and so it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting, it's a very interesting kind of model to understand about yourself. Right. I would rather have that in, internal, mm-hmm. um, but, but the fact is, and I try to develop it, but the fact is I'm more, I'm more kind of carrot. Actually, no, maybe I'm more stick. I don't know. <laughs> the carrot or the stick. I don't know, but do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like if I've got something out there happening that I can work towards, it's far easier for me to make the sacrifices, do the work, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think it's bad or good, better or worse. It's just knowing that about yourself. Right. Because then you can put those things in place. Right. And to, can- to achieve what you want to achieve. Right, exactly. And then you can go about it in a strategic way that's going to work, that you're going to get the outcome that you desire. Correct. That is exactly right. You know, it's like like people go, you know, celebrate the small wins. If you reach this benchmark or this milestone, reward yourself. What is that reward? Yeah. And the reward's got to be something that you actually are prepared to work for. But if you've got an internal locus of control, 
that dangling that carrot that actually doesn't work because it's like yeah but I still don't really want to do it yeah exactly see so you can you can give me all the external incentives right but if I'm actually not driven inside it's going to be really really hard to motivate me exactly exactly it's funny isn't it aren't we complicated (laughs) I love I know we're so complicated I mean like even if you think about some of the things or like even looking in the past of like certain you know decisions or like how we are like evolve over time and we're just like looking back like even like whether it's like six months ago or a year ago or five years ago and look at like how different you know, how different we are. It is like, wow, it's like, like, would you even recognize yourself? It's so true. You know, it's so true. When I am, because this, this, this job that I have, this corporate um, coaching job, Mm. it's the first, and I call it, it's the first real grown-ups job I've ever had. Mm -hmm. So prior to that, because I'd been a performer and then I'd run my own coaching business, I'd always been freelance. Always been, always been freelance, never been an employee with super and annual leave and da 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 da, all of of those sorts of things. And, uh, and, you know, you you asked about my struggles before. Well, my struggles with money appalling because I lived like my dad, my dad was a bit of a gambler. So, uh, um, bit of a gambler, a lot of a gambler. So, uh, we grew up in this feast or famine environment it was either party time mm-hmm. or rice and beans rice and beans you know that was <laughs> yeah 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 and um and then of course I I studied acting at uni and then I went into the the performing arts and of course it was the same thing you know it's like this month you're not eating anything but oh I've got an audition and I get a job and whether it's a whether it's a television commercial which pays you a big lump sum of money or you get a stint in a play or on a tv series and but but it what my whole professional kind of grown-up life I was doing this dance of feast or famine and when it was famine I had no money so felt it felt shit Mm -hmm. um and then when I got the money I was never sure when the next lot was going to come so I was I didn't hang on to it I spent it because I wanted to feel good I wanted to feel not in scarcity not in famine and so when my marriage ended and uh, you know I walked away with just you know nothing I ended up in a whole heap of financial distress Mm. um had to uh declare bankruptcy um oh you know it was just a nightmare Um, yeah yeah and um luckily the universe brought this beautiful individual into my life who is just so good with money and my financial education began in my 50th year on this planet and now, so when I started my job, he was like, well, you're going to salary sacrifice into your super from your very first pay packet. Okay. And so from the from day dot, I've been putting extra money into my super. I don't know how it works in America, um, but that's, that's the thing that you can do in Australia. Right. So forced savings uh, on top of your superannuation, et cetera. Right. And, um, and slowly but slowly, you know, I've actually now got, some money in the bank yeah. I could never have money in the bank it it literally made me anxious yeah so you know that was back against the wall mm-hmm. but you know I've I've I, and it was miserable crystal you yeah. know even when I had lots of money I was still miserable because I never knew when it would disappear and when I would be destitute again yeah so yeah, so, yeah it's yeah. Um, old dogs new tricks right exactly out there it's possible (laughs) it's possible yeah it is it is so possible and I think that's one of the the messages that you know being part of this podcasting world is and you know and meeting podcasters such as yourself um you know figuring out what my own sort of journey message whatever it is is going to be is is that it's just like it doesn't matter where you come from it doesn't matter what your faith 
lack of faith, what you are sort of energized by beyond the material world is, is that it's not too late and you can make things happen. And I think delivering that message to people who are in need is just so important because far out, man, it can feel so lonely when you are suffering on your own in silence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know, like, I've got to say too, like being part of like this podcaster world of like, just like you said, it's like souls connecting. It's nothing to do with, with who you are, like it just souls connecting and just everybody really, you know, connecting that way. And yeah, I, I know. And it's so true. Like you can do it. And even though like you do feel so like there's some isolation, I know, like, I don't know for you, but like along the way, like you probably had to let go of some things, like let go of certain people, let go of certain beliefs about yourself and about others. And, you know, it's like, and it's uncomfortable and it's hard. God, yeah, absolutely. But what's the alternative? Right. What's the alternative? The alternative is just misery. Yeah. Or like you feel like your soul is like slowly dying on the inside. Yeah. And for me, like when I first like letting go of perfection and like taking my mask off and being like, okay, you know, I'm like, I'm not fine. I, I like, I need to be able to express myself. Like, this is who I am. And, you know, if you like me, that's fantastic. If you don't, that's okay too, because like, that's just the way it is. But once I come to that realization and I was able to start like loving myself and who I was, and then Mm. like being able to, to shed that light, it was like the people that came into my life was like the people that I was meant to connect with. I mean, it's just like hopping on here with you today. And like that energy is just like, oh, boom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think letting go of people, that's a tough one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Letting, yeah. Because, you know, we invest a lot in people. Mm -hmm. We invest in marriages. We invest in intimate relationships. We invest in friendships. And when... You know, none of us like to think, you know, none of us like to think you wouldn't, you don't like to think that if you invest money in something and it doesn't pay off, right. that that's, that, that is considered a loss. Exactly. And I think it's the same with human capital. When you invest Absolutely. in people and all of a sudden they turn out to be assholes or you've yeah. outgrown them, or you figure out that they're toxic or they want to drag you down, or maybe they're just, maybe they're just unaware energy vampires. Absolutely. Like sucking, like, right. The vacuum. Yeah. yeah you, you know, that, right. Um, and it's and it's it, it, it's 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 almost tougher, you know, because but yeah, letting letting those go, and some of them you can just sort of stop them, and they don't notice, right. and that's really easy. Right. But others, you kind of got to go. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're I, done here. Yeah, and I know. Can like, you do what? that? Have you ever just like actually said to someone? I'm sorry, this is the end of the road for us. I don't know. Like, I know, like with it, like not being a romantic relationship, I don't know if I've ever done that, like with a friend before. Have you? Like, mm-hmm. what are your, like, how do you? I'm actually do trying to think because I'm, I'm, I'm talking a big talk here, but I'm actually <laughs> yeah, wondering, I'm like, I'm like, maybe I've thought a lot. Like, I, I can, I can picture it like romantic relationships. I've like, you know, had to like. Yes. Yeah, because you have to, yeah, if, if you don't want the relationship anymore, you literally have to break up and like, hey, yeah, move out of my house. Or by the way, this suitcase, I'm not coming back. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, uh, I, I, I think sometimes the universe, I think the universe looks after us. I do. And I think I have had a couple of friendships that, I was feeling had run their course and that and then those people actually moved away (laughs) and it just I was like thank you you didn't have to or yeah or someone you know left the place where I was working or someone yeah yeah so so I think it's 
it's a little bit of the universe giving doing a little bit of natural deselection for me yeah I think so and I think that people come into our lives at different chapters and you know that they're here you know you have that saying you know people come in to like teach you a lesson or to help you grow and you know to be able to not have that hold tight on them you know, and, and that's another thing. Like, it's the same thing with holding on to this reality, like that you have created in your mind. That's not even really there, but you are hoping that someday it will be, and it will never be, but it's too uncomfortable to leave because you you're still holding on to this. Yeah. Thought. yeah. And it's, um, it, it's interesting just on that, on that note of friends. Um, I have, um, I have a rule hmm. with 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 friendships. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, you do. <laughs> How are we going for time? <laughs> How are we going for time, Crystal? Oh, we're fine. We're fine. Okay, so so I um I have this I ha I have this thing is I am a very compassionate person, right? And people do come to me, and I'm like, you know, bring me your problems. I would love to help you work this shit out. However, I found myself many years ago, about, about 20 years ago, with a couple of friends that I would go, okay, so what do you need help with? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, this is what I, what I think you should do. And they would be like, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is what I need to do. And then we'd catch up again a couple of weeks later, nothing had changed. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. Same story, same story. Anyway, again, two weeks later, this is what you need to do, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and I started to realize, and I'm, and I'm wondering how I, I think there's a, there's a book where I, I read it, I read the book, and I'll find, you the, I'll find the title of the book, uh, The Artist's Way, it's called, The Artist's Way, and in it, the author, and I can't remember her name, she talks about this classification of people called crazy makers, and she talks like there's 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 lots of different types of crazy makers, but one of the types she talks about are those people who suck up your time. They they see you as this little head with these big ears, mm -hmm. and they just get to pour all their shit into you. They never change. You get no value. They get enormous value. You get no value except your precious time right. and energy sucked out of you. So when I read that book, and it would be about 22 years ago now, I went, all right, that's it. And I started the one, two, three strikes and you're out rule. Oh, you're so good. And, um, and, it, and it was just like that. If I heard the same story three times, right. I'd be like, okay, just stop. Right. I've now heard this story three times. So with all due respect, mm -hmm. if you want to keep talking about that and not make any changes, fill your boots but not into my ears I said I'm done I'm done with that story if however you make some changes and you want to check in on them right. great Absolutely. but 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 I'm but I'm done and I ripped that one out with a very good friend of mine who had broken up with her partner and I was very good friends with the partner and mm -hmm. I just got the right the over and over and over and over again and I just I just called her on her I just went, I, you know, I want to be your friend, but I cannot be your friend because I feel like I'm just the receptacle. I feel like I'm a sewerage system for your shit right. um, about your previous partner. And I said, and that's what I, that, that, that's not what I signed up for in this friendship. And she was, she was like, Ooh, wow. That's a harsh feedback, but she took it away. She thought about it. And our friendship is so much stronger today. Yeah. But it was hard. It was Absolutely. really tough. It, it is hard. But like what you did there, you set a boundary. Yes. You set, set a boundary. boundary. Okay. You're like, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. A healthy boundary. And what did it do? It brought you guys closer. And it probably, do, do you feel respected? Oh my God, so, so much. And we now, we laugh about it. Yes, exactly. Together, because like if she ever brings up the ex-partner, she says, now, you know, I'm not doing this. This is just, this is, I'm just talking about it. And, the, and, and we laugh about it because we totally moved forward because we honoured the friendship. Right. You know. See the magic in that though? Like you set a mm. boundary and you opened up your mouth and you communicated the way that you felt. 
instead of arboring that and not saying anything and resenting the fact of what was happening. Mm. Yeah, because I, I, I valued her friendship, but I couldn't continue under the, under the current circumstances. And she was on a loop. You know, she knew that she was doing it, right. um, but she kind of couldn't stop. Right. And she probably didn't and, realize what it was doing to you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I just, yeah, I just so like when you tell someone about the mirror and I went, no more, please. Right. No more. And then is yeah, exactly. And so yeah, that's absolutely wonderful to be able to like speak up and then and then you end up like keeping that relationship. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice that you say, you know, you created healthy boundaries. Isn't that funny? Because I, I hear people talk about, you know, Brené Brown talks about it. Mm-hmm. And actually someone in my um in in one of my workshops yesterday said, Oh, I'd love to do some work on creating boundaries, healthy boundaries. And I'm sort of like, oh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll look that up and I'll see what I can do. Oh, but you've been but isn't that funny? Yeah, I just call it one, two, three strikes and you're out. But yeah, it's, it's exactly boundaries. what it is. Yeah. It's creating boundaries. It's creating boundaries and you set in the one, two, three is you're setting your standards. This is what yeah. I will put up with and this is what I will not put up with. Yeah. I think it's very important for us to realize what our standards are, what we want, what we expect, make those boundaries clear mm. and like how much easier our life's life is instead of expecting other people to like read our mind, know what we're thinking and know how to treat us because like we teach other people how to treat, treat us by the way that we allow them to. That's it. That's, that's weird. And I think, you know, I was, I was scared crystal because I was like, I might lose this girl's friendship. She might just go, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Yeah. Um, but the, again, mm. I was feeling miserable in the friendship. I was literally feeling sucked dry. And I thought the alternative, you know, there, there's, there, there's no worse alternative than where I'm at right now in, in terms of this friendship. Right. So, so yeah, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Really yeah. interesting. So mm. even though it was hard and, and it was, you could have just stayed comfortable within mm. the relationship and not said anything and continued on the same loop, yeah. same cycle. And I actually wrote, I, I actually wrote to her I, I, because I really wanted to, because I felt so ag- agitated and I'm a very, yeah, yeah, I get high. I'm not highly emotional in terms of yelling and kicking and screaming, but, but I feel that internal agitation mm-hmm. when I'm, when I'm challenged. Right. And um, and I didn't want to bring that energy into the mix. Right. So what I did was I I wrote it all out and mm. I edited it and I tweaked it and I made sure that that she knew how much I valued her, our friendship and I you know so I really took the time to craft my message, right. the message that I wanted to deliver, um, also so that she could go back and read it after the initial sting of hearing you can't do this anymore right to actually go back and visit it and go well hang on what's she really saying right exactly whereas if I just said it she would have heard through the filter of her own discomfort distress resistance defensiveness blah 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 right she would have maybe the maybe the love Mm. she would not have actually she just would have heard the attack Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then in that split moment, wanting to defend herself, like, and not, you know, not responding, not having the time to be able to respond in a certain way and just react, you know, so it's sort of like, yeah, the whole thing is just done so with so much class. Oh, thanks. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it is, you know, the, 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 the beauty is that that friendship has gone on to get stronger and stronger and stronger, actually. Yeah. And I would say we wouldn't be friends now because it just would have become too toxic and annoying and, but you know, yeah. So that it's that discomfort. You've got to lean into it. It is exactly. And if we're setting healthy boundaries and the other person is giving you a lot of flag for setting a boundary that, you know, then maybe they're just not 
meant to be in your life. You know, if they're not respecting you and not respecting your boundaries and your standards that you have, then maybe it is time for them. You know, maybe, you know, people grow, people evolve, like we're forever evolving, forever growing. And that's the saddest part is that like when we are stuck in the same loop and, and years, days and weeks, some years go by and we're stuck in the same loop, humans are meant to evolve. We're meant to, but I don't reckon everybody does, Crystal. I know, like expand, like we're like always yeah. expanding. And that's, and that's why, you know, that's why relationships break down. You know, one partner's just like, I am in the groove of growth and I am moving and the other person's just like caught in just this hamster wheel going round and around and around and around. And of course, what's going to happen? Great. You know, we are, to your point, we are meant to grow. We are meant to evolve. And it's really painfully obvious when people don't. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You see it. You, you do. You see it a lot, especially um, I noticed for me, like, because I moved around a lot um, in my 20s and then um, and it was crazy because like we always would come back to the hometown. So it was like you would move away and be like God to like New York or like New Jersey, like all over the place. And then it's like you come back and it's like, oh, it's like like you never left. Wow. So you've grown, you've changed, mm. but everything around you and it's and fun. and are there were there people who had just been there the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, it's still the same. So it's just like, oh, like this is like, yeah, yeah, it was just like a different experience of like being able to see, see a difference, you know. And some, you know, and some people are, some people are quite comfortable yeah. being that. They're, they're comfortable being comfort. Com they're comfortable being comfortable. They're comfortable. Right. Yeah, it's simple. Life is simple. Right. It is you don't have major existential crises when you don't think that or believe or need growth and evolution and meaning. Right. Life is very fucking simple, you know, and, you know, because you, you don't, you don't have those internal struggles. You might be miserable some days and happy some days and you might not understand why. Right. But people just go, oh, some days I'm up, some days I'm down. Some days are diamonds, some days are pearls. Right. Yes. Right? I wonder but where that comes from, like where some people are fine with that and other people are like more apt to like look for adventure or like be like, okay, let's do something different today. Let's go explore. Oh, let's see yeah. things. And, well, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting though that, that um, there's now a whole heap of, uh, scientific research out there that says because um, we all know we were curious when we were kids right but you know you notice that as we get older our curiosity wanes and our apathy increases yes. well they they now there's a guy called Todd Cashton and he wrote a book called Curious so he's been researching curiosity for 25 years I guess he's a really curious guy. Um, yes, yeah, curious about curiosity. <laughs> and so it, so he sort of collated all these studies and stuff that have been done. And they say that cultivating curiosity or those people who have a higher degree of curiosity are more likely to live longer, have better like mental uh, cognition and function and, 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 and to generally have more satisfying fulfilling lives yeah. so you know it, it, it is about you know it's about and and it doesn't have to be curiosity about like the major existential things in life it doesn't have to be right. is there going to be life on mars is right. climate change a thing it doesn't it doesn't have to be those big gnarly things it yeah. can quite simply be it's like oh why does the grain of the wood in that tree sometimes look different because it grows in a different part of the forest and could that be because of the rainfall and it's you know cur curiosity doesn't have to be big grandiose ideas no but it's just that it's just that openness to to mm, what's going on around me in life it's good for your health uh, it absolutely is because like if you think about it the other way is that like you sort of say like when people get stuck in their ways 
you know, they're stuck in their yeah. ways and like, they're so in like, cause we're so wired a certain way that they're so like, they're stuck, like this rut that like, there's no expanding your mind and thinking that anything else could ever be possible, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, how could that even be? And being able to true. open your mind to them. Yeah, it's true. Cause some people, the desire for certainty yes. and safety. Exactly is much stronger than the desire to be curious to to go out and and explore exactly i I just need to close it down and feel safe yeah exactly yeah and i wonder where that comes from because like you hear like tony robbins saying like the human needs of like people need certainty but they also need uncertainty so like how much certainty before there has to be uncertainty and do you feel like some people might create some uncertainty in their lives just because like they're they're not comfortable because things are so certain yeah absolutely that's and that's people who shake shake things up in, in fact my um my son who's who's 19 and he's on a gap year uh, you know, the whole COVID thing, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so he's he's going to be going back to university or starting university next year. So he and a couple of his mates, they're, they're in that. Some of them have gone to uni. Some of them started, dropped out. Some of them are in a gap year. Some of them are working, but none of them are traveling because we can't go overseas, blah, blah, blah. But he said he was he was out with one of his mates the other night and they were, and, uh, and his friend was saying, you know, he was saying, oh, everything's nice in his life he's like I've got a, a full-time job he's like I, I, I go to the gym and he's like you know four years ago I said I don't want to be the skinny kid so he, you know he's just got on this massive you know sort of working out protocol and now he's really sort of fit and buff and and um, you know he lives at home uh, with his parents he lives in a really nice part of town he's you know he said everything is nice I've got friends uh, you know he said everything is nice but nothing is good and I was like wow and 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 you know so from the outside you know yeah Noah has just like he's it's like he's you know he's fit and he's got the job and he's got to do to do to do and you know he's going to study real estate and but but even then so everything is certain right but it's it's but this is the thing. And, and of course, as a 19 year old, nothing should be certain. It's like, that's the juice. That's the juice know, of life. Like that's that's like, what, that's, exactly. Like that's that's like, what gets, that's what makes life exciting. But it was just, it was so interesting to hear. And, and I wondered, has this pandemic, this global pandemic, I mean, we all talk about, you know, parents of children who have had to go to school, whether it's little ones or big ones. How, you know the impacts of of this pandemic um, on their growth and on their ability to see the world and all of that sort of stuff. But it was really interesting to me. I'd never sort of thought about it through that lens of being eighteen or nineteen. It's just like I've got this certainty within this bubble, right? But I'm actually I'm 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 struggling. It's like you know drowning, not waving here. From the outside, everything looks. Right. And yet he's just like, he's struggling for the, the air, the oxygen of life, of uncertainty, right. of it's excitement, nice. of wonder, of, and, 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 you know, our whole world has kind of gone, right. you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything, you can't leave the country, you can't leave the fucking state in, in this country, yes. you know, um, and yeah, and yeah, we need uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. You need a little bit like of that uncertainty. Ooh, what's around that corner? Ooh. Right. Yeah. Look at us both go. We're like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's do a little bit of what's um Yeah. I mean, it it's very true. And I think that like even we can have like this stuck feeling, like even when we have everything is going good. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I guess at 19. You, you just haven't actually realized that you need the uncertainty yet. It's actually part of, right. of your, it's part of your development. You know, right. we're sitting here, we're the wise ones. We can exactly. go, you need to shake, you need to shake that shit up. 
Okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you're young, like can you imagine going back to 19? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, not that I'd want to, like I'm, I'm fine because. Like, I would not want to be yeah. 19. Again. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I had fun. Right. But yeah. yeah. But yeah. And it's like, it's sort of like you want them to be able to go and explore and have those moments and be able, you know, to, because the thing is, is that like, if everything's good and everything's comfortable and everything's easy, are they evolving? You know, yeah. like you're challenging. It's like going yes. to the gym and doing like five pound weights for like a year and never raising the weight of them, never challenging your Nothing's going to grow. Nothing's going to grow. grow. Right. I know. I want my son on a plane. I want him out of this country. I want him, you know, traveling around. I want him getting on the wrong train. I want him trying to figure out his shit, you know, all of that sort of stuff. I know we went to Japan. We went to Japan. Uh, I uh, would have been four years ago now, and so it was the first. So, so he was fifteen, and just the two of us went for ten days, and we were, you know, on a bit of an adventure. So, but it was the first time we travelled, and he wasn't a little kid. So he was kind of, you know, he was a teen, and I was like, you know, big suitcases and da da da. Anyway, we got on this train one day, but he was still, you know, in the shadow of mum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mum's got this mum's got the passports mum's got the tickets mum's got the money mum's da, da, da. anyway we're so we're down in the the, the metro or the, the the train um in in tokyo or wherever we were and we're trying to get from here to there and anyway we got on the train and we ended we're going the wrong way <laughs> and i was like oh no stop i think i think uh, we're going the wrong way i think we're gonna have to get off the train we're gonna and he got really distressed he was like mum why don't you know what you're doing? Because you're I was like, I was like, dude, we're in Japan. I don't speak the language. But he was in that in that moment, he was genuinely distressed because his mother didn't have her shit worked out. Because I'd always, I'm the one who's always got the answers. And everything. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, wow. and I had to sit him down and go, mate, it's just like, this is, this is life. This is okay. It doesn't matter that we got on a train and we're going in the right, wrong direction. I said, it's, it's just all part of the adventure. And that of course then became our, that's our, that's our catch cry for whenever things go wrong. We just go, you know what? It's all part of the adventure. Oh, that's gold, right? It's all (laughs) part of the adventure. But now I want him to go and have adventures of his own. Yes, exactly. And then as much like, as I don't want him to leave, I want him to leave. I, I know what you mean. I know I've got two teenagers and I feel the same way. Like with like, you know, I just want to. You look too young to have two teenagers. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. How old are they? Um, 16 and 14. 16 and 14. Oh, okay. beautiful ages they're all they're all beautiful ages people go what's your favorite age and I'm like this one. Oh, I know because it always like all ages it's like every stage because every stage yeah. brings a different characteristic out like yeah every stage brings its gifts and every stage brings its trials and tribulations yeah yeah it's so thank, thank you for that you made my day <laughs> <laughs> oh you're welcome it's true I was you know so you look at people on these things and I'm just like oh look at her she always looks so beautiful and fresh I was I know well I was looking at you too and you had mentioned like I'm like no no I really had to get up because it's so early here I I, I really I didn't wash my hair I still have bad head uh, well you look amazing oh, in darling, Sydney Australia like it's seven o'clock in the morning your time it's so <laughs> incredible for you to even be on here it's amazing Oh uh, well, now I'm all now I'm all dressed up. I might have to wake my partner up and get him to take me out somewhere for breakfast. Ooh, that'd be so nice. Yeah, you better. Yeah, get see, yeah. you see, Crystal. Here's the thing: I could go to the gym. I could go for a walk. But I'd much rather just wake my partner up and say, "Take me to a nice cafe." Exactly. Well, this is your, your first interview, so I think you should go and celebrate. So that I think that would be lovely. Oh, exactly. Right? That was just the permission. That was yourself sometimes too. It's all a balance. Okay. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's um, I've, I've often said that when I've been caught at a party with a drink in each hand, yeah. I've always said it's a balanced diet, yes. a drink in each hand. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to get off filtered. <laughs> but um, yeah, so if you had any advice like for our listeners or like oh. anything like 
that you can really think of that you would like to like to add you know what um, it's a funny it's it's a funny thing I am I don't give advice I I read somewhere once Mm. that you should never give advice because then people go well you told me I should do that so now I make suggestions based on my own experiences um and if if there's if there's anything that that I can say, and I'll, I'll show you my little tattoo. It, it's, mm. it's really hard to see what it says, but it says solo por ahora. And it means, it, in Spanish, it means only for now. Mm. And it is my permanent reminder of the impermanence of all things. Right. The good, the bad, the ugly. It doesn't matter what it is in life. It is all only for now. And, and that was, that was my divorce present to, to myself, because I went through such a painful time, you know, when, when a marriage breaks down, and there's children involved, and you've loved someone and the love is, the love's still there, but it's outweighed by the other stuff. Um, Just, you you feel like it will never, you can feel like it will never get any better. But, you know, take it from someone who's had a few turns around the tracks, people. Mm -hmm. It does get better, but you have to move. Yes, you do. You like that's the most yeah. important thing. Don't get you have to. You, you, you got to move. You got to be curious. Right. Yeah? yeah, because um, I think my parting thing is uh, is what got us here mm-hmm. won't get us there. Right. Ooh, that's good. That is so good. Ah, where do we find you? Oh, you can find me. Well, I, I'm uh, super excited. Uh, my uh, podcast, Suck It and See, uh, launches or will have launched by the time this um, this airs uh, on Thursday, November the 19th. So that's when it drops and that's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and I think a couple of the other channels, but they're the, they're the main two. Um, Nathy.Gaffney on Instagram is uh is where i am and if you want to be a part of my um my facebook group it's called suck it and see insiders on um on facebook if you want to get a be a little part of that community uh we are only to um you all you need is you need to be curious and want to you know give life a go that's what we're all about at suck it and see yeah i mean honestly go check her out i mean if you could see her the sass the energy just everything about you i just so appreciate you being here and the energy and the value that you have brought to this podcast it just really means the world to me oh well it's beautiful you're a beautiful soul crystal and i and i'm i'm so grateful and humbled that you wanted to bring me on to to share some of my thoughts and my life and my take on the world, the universe, and everything with your listeners. So I really appreciate, I appreciate you and I appreciate them. Awesome. Well, I'm going to, uh, okay.